Welcome to the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. Thought-provoking interviews with interesting guests and commentary on everything. Food, sports, God, gardening, church, politics, music, movies, comedy, you name it, we talk about it. I'm Cody Stopper. And this is Craig Morton. On this podcast, we talk to writers, teachers, activists, and we seek some wisdom, and as always, we are allergic to big words, but not to big ideas. Profound things will be said, but entirely by accident. Option to record. Wait. Hey, by the way, we're recording hey. now. Hey, hello. And Hi, welcome. This is Craig Morton. Hi, Craig. I am the Cody Stoffer. <laughs> Are there others? Yes. So when uh, Facebook was still really popular, I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody uses it anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, when it was still cool and new and oh, okay. all that. <clears throat> so... I think it was around 2009, possibly 10, right around there. Uh, I did a search for Cody Stoffers, and there are there are nine of us on Facebook. On, face, on Facebook, yeah. Wow. And I friended them all, and <laughs> to this day, there are I think four, four or five that are still on and still friends with me. And every now and then, we do this thing where. Uh, one of us will comment on the others, and uh, and um, when people read, they, they get a little confused at first. That's good. Yep. <clears throat> you know that reminds me. I did hear about you know back in the early days of Facebook. <laughs> uh, yeah, when it was first, you know, probably back then, about you know over you know ten years ago or longer, that people would create their own little um, user groups or whatever, you know private little groups that were just of their namesakes Ooh. you know so there would be a you know a cody stoffer group and they would just i guess talk about cody stoffer things <laughs> you know yes. like ha probably the main question that people get is like well is it one f or two you know those are probably the shared uh. <laughs> challenges yes that's true well um, or in my life the main challenge it has been two with both names actually so cody uh, everybody, not everybody, <laughs> that's a huge statement. Lots of, not even lots, several people. <laughs> people, just people, right? <laughs> several people. People do. Well, even people who know me, you know, I mean, more than just a one meeting basis, will on occasion say Corey or Colby or Kobe. Really? You know, something, yeah, something along those lines. So there's that. that is... And then the last name, they will say especially if they're first meeting you know meeting me stouffer stouffer that kind of thing so so yeah. so and that's kind of interesting the whole Corey, kobe whatever thing yeah because I, and this is a question i wanted to ask uh, last week when we had greg kendall on mm. just like greg how many people sometimes call you craig yes uh because craig's all the time we get called greg's 
Greg. Yep. And I remember talking to somebody who's named Greg, and he said he gets gets called Craig all the time. So when your name is Craig, nobody can get it right. When your name is Greg, <laughs> nobody can get it right. Um, Wouldn't it be funny if somewhere along the line you realized your parents did name you Greg, and <laughs> at an early age everyone just kept calling you Craig, so they just were like, all right, it's Craig. That's yeah. It just well, I'm, I'm giving in. <laughs> yeah. that'd be funny what are we talking about today so we there's a lot to talk about we've got a short Oof. amount of time and we got to squeeze yes. it in because there's so many important yeah. things going on okay yeah That's one tactful. huge issue is intersectionality and critical race theory does not exist uh -huh. among southern baptists or at least in their oh. seminaries oh yes okay which is probably good because i'm guessing that if you live in the south and you're part of the privileged white uh, elite you probably think race race racial issues were taken care of probably Got in it. the emancipation proclamation i don't know how many enemies i just made saying that <laughs> wow <laughs> yes can i tell you a funny story um this june right right after uh george floyd was murdered I, the, like the Sunday right after I did a sermon preaching about, you know, the prevalence of racism and, uh, you know, nothing like too radical, just the sense right. that like, hey, it's a part of our existence, you know, here in this country. And it's like, I did a kind of a comparison, you know, um, between the virus and racism, you know, because especially the I can't breathe and, you know, uh, coronavirus, you know, attacking the right, lungs right. and stuff like that. So, so I use that as kind of a, a way to describe, you know, this virus, you know, that, that exists that we don't even necessarily can. It's just part of what we breathe and stuff like that. And uh, afterward, this person, thankfully not a member of our congregation, but, but very closely attached to our congregation, sent me a video of how critical race theory isn't biblical and which was the irony being that I didn't even know what critical race theory was <laughs> at the time. So, which I know sounds crazy, but I didn't, but I had not heard that before. So I was raised, you know, in, uh, went to school, Bible colleges, very white and a seminary, very white. We didn't tackle critical race theory. So <laughs> that person actually introduced critical race theory, theory to me uh, trying to debunk it, thinking I was, that's where I was speaking from. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, so basically like, oh. you were, you were speaking from a Christian worldview. If there is such a, a thing, I hate using that terminology, Right. but <laughs> coming from that position, you came or coming out of that, that, that point of view, you came to a critical race theory perspective. Exactly. And so the yep. argument that the Southern Baptist put up last week with the, these five different uh, seminary presidents was that those views are not, they're irreconcilable. You can't have critical race theory and biblical morals. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just incompatible. Um, yeah. So one of the, one of the things that um, one of the, one of the sources I think that's really interesting, I think it's helpful for Christians is I don't know if you've ever read the book Color of Compromise by Jamar Tisby. No, not yet, but I have it in my to-read list, yes. It's a, it was a wonderful book to understand the church's relationship with uh, American, I shouldn't say American, United States culture and its shaping from you know, the colonial era forward. 
And I remember I read this book a couple of years ago and, you know, I preached from some of the elements in it and people in the church came up to me afterward. This is, I was preaching over in Salem and they said, that was the most important sermon I think I've ever heard. And it's like, wow, I, you know, this, I'm, 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 that's cool. But, you know, they really embraced the ideas. Well, that, that uh, book, The Color of Compromise. And so you have it, you've been meaning to read it, but if you don't get around to it, uh, Tisby has it as a documentary series on Amazon Prime. I think I saw that, yep. And uh, last night I was just talking about it with, with Carla and looked at the description for the first episode. And the, epi- mm-hmm. the first episode looks like it's kind of an overview, you know, okay. without really jumping into the first, uh, you know, historical uh, topics. But I love this overview. It says a survey of the history of racism and the church shows that the story is worse than most imagined. European colonists brought with them ideas of white superiority and paternalism. Meyer repairs by the weekend warrior racial reconcilers won't fix a flawed foundation. The church needs the carpenter from Nazareth to deconstruct the house that racism built and remake it into a house for all nations. I mean, that, that, that three sentence description is like, that's a sermon. That is just Ooh. so powerful. Yeah, that's good. Ooh. But yeah, that, that thing really surprised me that the Southern Baptists, you know, came out so strongly with that, you know, after their mixed history with racial issues. I mean, the reason oh, yeah. the Southern Baptists exist is because they didn't want to, well, at least one of the stories is they didn't want to um, support emancipation um, right. you know, freedom to the to the enslaved and the northern yeah. baptists and american baptists those two became different traditions later but you know they were the ones who were you know opposing slavery and and so it's it's just in some ways even if they don't like the theory it's just really oh, bad just shut up about it <laughs> yeah right i mean you even know, hedge your bets. like you can even go like um uh, okay, so like there are, while there are tenets of critical race theory, we find questionable, you know, because some, you know, some people argue that there's a heavy Marxism in there. Right. <clears throat> so while there may be some tenets we don't agree with, we can all agree that and then talk about, you know, equality, it, racial. It, exactly. Stuff. Yeah. And I think, I think there is an element here, and this gets a little bit heady theological, philosophical stuff, but with Marxism and Freudianism and, right. and to a certain degree um, elements of existentialism, especially like Nietzsche and Sartre, mm-hmm. you have what's called the hermeneutic, uh, the, the hermeneutic of sus, uh, suspicion. Right. And it's just the assumption that anything that is in power is probably there without just cause. Yes. And it becomes, Which... a, it becomes a, a statement of faith rather than something that's necessarily objectively provable rather than a hermeneutic of hope or a hermeneutic of love. And by that you go to Kierkegaard or to Jesus or you know, some of these others. But the thing is never purely one or the other, they're always blended in real life. Right. Well, and, I, and the whole hermeneutic of suspicion thing, I understand you know, some people's pushback against it, but some of it we should have built into our faith, right? If it's any power that's not the kingdom of God, if it's not, you know, we should be. <laughs> right suspicious of exactly exactly um so 
But I think the, the piece of suspicion is it's a little bit offensive to those of us who are in power. Why are you, right. why are you, why am I suspect? I like my power. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oof. So, so that was a big issue that was fun to talk, you know, think about, but yeah. on, on other issues, it, there's so much good stuff going on in the world too. It's just hard to keep up with that all. Oh my goodness. Um, I, you, can you, can you switch over the screen sharing? So I want to play yes. something for you that I think was just oh, amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. See if there I can. Go. Let's hear it. All right. Am amaze me. This is this is amazing. This this came out. I, I I saw the news on this yesterday, and it was. I just thought it was astounding. Um, <laughs> I mean, do you? First of all, do you like fried chicken? I do love fried chicken. Okay. Now now it's not the same as it used to be. But growing up as a kid, one of the best things in the world was Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes, when I was younger, absolutely. So nowadays we we have the opportunity to learn what's really going on with Colonel Sanders. Oh Let's listen gosh. to this. Okay. What the hell are you doing? A lifetime original mini movie. You don't answer my proposal, and now you're not answering my call. I think I'm falling for the new chef. Jessica is falling for Harlan. The cook? Leave Jessica alone and skip town. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Harlan claims to have some secret recipe. A secret recipe? Spare me. We all have our secrets. If you marry my daughter, I promise there'll be more long weekends in your future. Mom, I have to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. I'll take care of this. Ruining everything! Just kill him already! Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in A Recipe for Seduction. Premieres December 13th at noon, only on Lifetime. Presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. So many, so many parts of that are just amazing. The secret's out, chicken man. I, I love that chicken man, <laughs> and, and and the the his his love interest. He's he's got a recipe that's going to change the world. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's pretty significant. And when I first saw this, I thought it was a joke. Uh, right. Supposedly, it is not a joke. It's supposedly real, right? And yeah. and not only that, the sponsor is Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> that's right i wonder if it's like a <clears throat> i mean first of all let's begin with the fact lifetime right like lifetime movies <laughs> i've never watched one so i don't know so lifetime movies are in and of themselves almost a spoof of themselves if that okay <laughs> so you've Does seen some sense? huh well i can neither confirm nor deny ah uh, gotcha gotcha <laughs> <clears throat> but uh yeah no there you're right oh my that's hilarious but i thought i just that are you that, gonna what's that are you gonna watch it well we don't have lifetime because we don't have we don't <laughs> oh. have any subscription service that carries that so I, yeah i don't think i currently do either okay so we'll need to find somebody who does and find out what how it went <laughs> it says it's a mini movie so i wonder what that means like how a yeah, mini movie is that the name is that like, maybe this preview is all there is to it Oh, no, I bet there's a, a, a real movie. I think maybe it's an hour, you know, maybe or something along those lines. Yeah, that That's was hilarious. That was just an amazing, uh, amazing thing to discover. Oh, 
Where so. do you think, like, how long it, okay, there's either two ways this went. Either that's been bouncing around somewhere for, for forever, and finally someone was like, all right, fine. Or it was like spur of the moment, like, whoa, you know what we should do, blah, blah, blah. And then like, okay, we're going for it. Or, or they went, hey, go through the vaults, find all the film clips we've got, because nobody's filming new stuff these days. <laughs> Can we just put together a bunch of people's faces and uh, do some, um, you know, fancy computer, you know, editing and then just get them to say things that they never said before and we'll create a story. Oh, do you think, uh, I wonder, you know, they'll be making movies with deep fakes here pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you look at Mario Lopez in that and it's like, wait, is that really his hair and beard? (laughs) I mean, it's just, it looks, it looks fake. Not even a deep fake. Right. The shallow fake. I don't know. <laughs> but oh wow, interesting. Okay, yes. Somebody, please, one of our loyal listeners, please watch. Yeah, let us know how that goes. <laughs> so, oh wow. Okay, what else you got? What's this? What do I see here? Oh, I, I, I was also like, I was thinking about the NBA the other day. Yeah, they're starting up. Yeah, they're starting up. You know, they spent three months in the bubble. Um, which I don't know. Sometimes you go, Hey, uh, normal, you know, person in the United States. Um, can we put you up in a really nice hotel, give you three meals a day yeah. uh, at an amusement park Yes, where nobody else gets to show up, but you trainers, trainers, medical food, entertainment, uh, at least, you know, not entertainers, oh, yeah. but stuff to do. Yeah. You know, can you, can we do that? Oh, that would be that would be that would be sick. Who could do that? That sounds terrible. <laughs> no, I mean it sounds wonderful. Yes, um, it does. And you know, if you're a multi-million dollar a year athlete, it's not like you have to say, "Well, my wife, my 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 wife would have to quit her job." My hunch is, you know, my wife would would drop her job in a moment. You know, yes. if I was getting paid, you know, three million dollars a year, and then we got to live three, you know, three months at Disneyland or Disney World. Yeah. Absolutely. Sign me up. It's hard to say it's suffering, but for some reason, the NBA figured it was probably too hard to pull off for an entire season. Right. And so the same day that the NBA really started putting out its plans about the uh, 2021 season and how that would all look, uh, minor league hockey said, no, we're not going to play hockey in 2021. Uh, Cancel the whole season, huh? So last year, it's, what is it, November? It's December right now. So December last year, that was 2019. Wow. That was a long time ago. Doesn't that fell forever ago? Uh, a friend of, a friend and I were trying to get tickets to go watch um, the, the Idaho Steelheads hockey yes. team. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we just had trouble getting dates coordinated. And then we found some, uh, some discount tickets and they were scheduled for mid-January. So we put it off till January. Got back in January, found out those tickets had then been sold and didn't have access to those. It's like, oh, maybe next week's game. It kept on kind of having to push it out. And then all of a sudden, mm. next week's game became the canceled season. That's right. Oh, and so and now. And now it's canceled I'm, again. Yeah. <clears throat> There's so a lesson it it won't there. be till 20, maybe even 2022 that I'll be able to go to a hockey game. And I mean, I, I know nothing about hockey. I just yeah. love the speed and collision. Right. And they and I've up. said this several times on this podcast. They have the coolest championship trophies. They do. That is very true. 
Uh, and I have friends. I've never been to an in-person hockey game, but I have friends. They're not hockey. They're you know they're they're not hockey folks either. But they're like, there's just something like it's so fun to be at the Stillheads game, right up close to the plexiglass. Bam! They're smashing into the, the glass there. Yep. I would love to go watch that in person, but so, you're telling me I may not get a chance to for. Well, but here, here's the, there may have to be some alternatives and maybe, maybe, uh, maybe if we have a listener out there who has connections with the NHL, we can skip minor league games and they could give us a, you know, weekend paid expense trip to go watch, you know, who's your favorite? Well, my, my I would want to go see the Boston Bruins or Ooh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Awesome. Oh, that'd be fun. But What's one of the, uh, what are some of the Canadian teams still left? Uh, the Winnipeg Jets Edmonton still? Oilers. Um, Winnipeg, are they still in it? Calgary? Cal- you know, I've lost track of some of the Canadian teams because they kept moving south. And they go to places like Florida. You know, it's like, Ugh. no. It's like, You're, stay in Canada. They don't That's even horrible. know what ice is in Florida, you know. Um, when you say ice in Florida... People think something entirely different. They like, oh, you mean like those little floaty cubes in my drink? Um, yeah. <laughs> or something that goes in my nose. Or you know. yeah, something a little, little, little. Um, yeah, more of a jolt to the systems, but besides <laughs> being cold. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, man, I think Spokane has a uh, hockey team. Maybe it's in the same league. Is it in the I same believe, Yeah, hockey? Spokane, I think, is in the same league as, as the yeah. uh, Steelheads. So there's not going to be hockey there either. Uh, you know, wow. it, one of the things that I'm trying to keep track with, I mean, just keep track with, no pun intended, is with our track athletes. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. it was, I was reading an article about, um, you know, these college hockey players who, you know, they graduated from the NCAA, they're, they're you know, they, they want to go into professional hockey, they've got contracts, but there's no, there's nothing going on, you know, so then they have to spend time on their own, staying in shape. Uh, oh, wow. Sometimes the training facilities aren't even closed, they get direction and, you know, uh, expectations, but they don't have all the services and uh, the team piece to motivate them. You know, right now, we've got track athletes who've been, um, they were recruited to college, they were recruited to college based on, in, in a couple of cases, just what we said as coaches. Mm. Uh, sorry, they have no records. They have nothing, no marks. We don't, people don't film track very often. You know, we have no film, game film. Just trust right. us. They're really good, you know. So we've got a couple of kids into, into college <laughs> track because of that. Well, then they don't have a college track season, you know, perhaps their freshman year. And the seniors don't graduate. They maintain their eligibility so now you would have a five-year span of athletes at a, at a college, which now is taxing all the resources for scholarships. Right. Especially if you end up canceling another season. This would be the second wow. spring season canceled for track and field if it cancels oh again. Um, it looks like it probably won't. Uh, they're, they're allowing a lot of things for outdoor sports. Right. Uh, but but it's such a confusing time to be an athlete, uh, especially if you're trying to get into like a, a minor league team or move your way up in, into the system. Right. But. Over here in Washington. Um, so in Idaho, right. You all played out your high school football seasons, didn't you? Yeah. What we did is we limited it to conference play. 
So, you know, you've got, so we, we didn't out of, do out of conference games and what it did is it shortened the season. Yeah. Uh, instead of, you know, nine, nine games, if I think it is, it shortened it to like six or eight or I okay. can't remember what it was. I didn't follow oh, it no. because I couldn't go to the games. All right. No state yeah. championships then? or were we, there... we did have a state championship. And so we ended okay. up having the same kind of conference brackets that, you know, with moving toward a, a championship. Okay. So here in Washington, they just, they, you know, delayed, delayed, no, no season and essentially canceled it for the fall. And I think the latest I've heard is they're tr going to try to somehow make it a spring sport. Uh, in fact, they're going to do that yeah. with a lot of sports, but it's going to be yeah. impossible for some people who do, you know, already are spring sport athletes too, but also football players or also right. basketball players or also, cause they're going to try to layer so many sports. Well, and I spring. think one of the things that fo football is the, um, oh, I don't know what to call it. I mean, it, it's the one that kind of um, all the others form around. Right. And so if football wants to do something, others become secondary. Right. Yep. Uh, so yeah, if football wants to be a spring sport, everybody who plays baseball, tennis, is tennis in the? I feel like it is. Ru spring. Rugby, I think, is a spring high school sport. Yep. Lacrosse. Um, lacrosse, softball. Is. You know, all yep. those things softball, become. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now the the girls' sports like softball, you know, probably will continue, but you're losing, right. you're losing fans, and perhaps you know, yeah. it's you yep. you got to compete that way probably it's the same way like volleyball has to compete with football normally but right but yep, um, yep. Oh, yeah it's wow. just it's just a it's just a weird mix up and it's gonna have a huge impact man beyond so many things uh this, yeah. all this i mean because now you know you're talking about the scholarship strain on that it's going to create and then um even just in high school right okay so football goes into spring how are they going to make way for baseball too? Then, then how is that going to make way and impact the start of football next year? Right. And you know, so, man. Yeah. And, and, and in, you know, for some people, I don't know, it's just from the standpoint of being uh, entertained, you know, just, mm -hmm. you know, they, they just want to see games and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I know as, yep. as a coach, we want our kids to have the positive formation that takes place being part of the team you know, as educators, we want to make sure they get a shot at going to college if this will help them get to that next academic, you know, step. And the sports are merely a tool to accomplish other things. Right. And cool. it makes it, it makes it more difficult to accomplish some of those other things without sports in there. You know, one thing I just thought of, though, too, is this situation um, kind of takes that same idea and makes it a bigger deal, though, right? Because... So in the pandemic, we're all on a team. We're all trying, you know, that it, this should be the approach, right? We're yeah, all on a yeah. team. We're trying to help each other. We're doing, we're, you know, some of us are leaders. Some of us are, you know, more quietly doing what we can do to support everyone else. So we could. So here's what, we need, we need the, 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 we need a pandemic Olympics. Yeah, there you go. Corona Olympics. <laughs> Corona Olympics. Oh my and, but the thing is, we would then have to have, you know, metal categories for different things like, oh, uh, testing, um, <laughs> contact tracing. Yeah. Uh, research. You know what? Uh, logistics. You know what, though? Honestly, if they had turned, like, say, contact tracing into a 
um, a type of game, social game, oh. almost like an alternate reality game, and you get little rewards. And it doesn't even have to be money, man. If well, you just, just even get a, like, I collect a medal, I collect a. If it was like Pokemon, able- Pokemon, you know? Yeah, exactly. People are roaming around on the sidewalk and they go, I got one, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it, that would have been awesome. Yep. But then, yep. you know, it, it would have been, it, it would have been an Olympic competition that I think the United States would be failing at, you know? It's like, <laughs> That's so true. I mean, oh. we, do, we, do, we do well in the Olympics, you know, um, generally. But yes. this one, I think we would, we, we would uh, trip over. <laughs> Oh yeah. Pokemon Go contact tracing. Cody, put a put a uh, like a trademark copyright on that idea and be prepared for the next epidemic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I don't even want to think about the next epidemic, but we've got to. Well, you know, what is the next epidemic? Uh, I saw an article yesterday about a mysterious thing in India that is has already impacted like <clears throat> six hundred thousand people or something. Wow. Yeah. Or maybe it's 6,000. That's a big well, that's difference. That's not too bad. I mean, we've got, we've got something here that's like, it's this mysterious virus that's affected some, like, I think 70 million people. <laughs> well, and almost I, I, every folks, Republican in Congress, except folks, for 22. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hoax. So, no, I think, no, it's a real, it's a real virus. I think it's called Trump, Trump, Trump something. Yeah, Trumpitis. Trumpitis, yeah. Trumps your rational thinking. The Trump. I love the fact that the word Trump, you know, I mean, for me, it was always a verb, you know, it was right. something that overcomes or washes out all these others or, you know, you know, it's like, it, now it's a whole different kind of verb. Oh, my word. Anyway. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so changing gears, how are you guys getting ready for Christmas? Getting ready for Christmas. I, you know, I'm so far behind on things. I don't know. If I, we're going to figure it out, but it's going to be, it's going to be tight. Wow. Is that, you mean yeah. like as a household and a family yeah. or as the church? As a church, yes. As a family, okay. uh, we haven't, well, as a family, we haven't done much either. Like we, so I just got everybody ready for just doing it. Advent, you know, that took a ton of, you know, to, to do devotions and to do meetings and set up things. So now, yeah, I have to shift gears and try to really quick put together a Christmas Eve thing that might not happen. So see, I'm, the motivation is, yeah, waning. So how, how, how do you do a Christmas Eve, like say candlelight service via Zoom? Right. Everybody, every, well, I think it kind of would look cool if you had like, you know, 30, 40, 50 windows open yeah. and it's black and you just see a candle there. A little candle. That'd be kind of cool. And that's I a think good idea. Be kind of a cool image. Also look a little ghosty if it's like just illuminating the face, like when somebody holds a flashlight under their chin. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It'll look a little yeah. yeah. But still, I think, yeah. I think it would be I was, cool. trying, to, that would be I was cool. trying to think about that the other day. What 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 do we do? And it's like, well, that might that might work. That's yeah. It, yeah. Maybe that is what I'll do. Because I my other idea is get an FM transmitter, have everybody pull up into our parking lot, you know, point all oh, the yeah. lights down to the, it'd probably end up being Lisa and I since we're, you know, above in a bubble <laughs> so that we can be next to each other. Right. Lisa playing some simple Christmas carols and maybe me, you know, leading prayers and some things. But, and then at a specific time, 
maybe we've handed out uh, little candle things or snap sticks or something. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if anyone wants to do that though, because it'd also be cold and <laughs> running vehicles all the time. And yeah, I, don't know. There, I, I, I think I did mention a friend of mine, a Facebook friend, is somebody who I'd like to like. Sometimes I've never met him. I've known him for a few years. He's a friend of Tom's. Mm. Tom Ward. Uh, he was a, a Nazarene fellow. I think he went to NNU and then now he's pastoring in Iowa and he's Ooh. now a Mennonite. Oh, hey. Is this the person whose link you sent me or profile you sent me? Uh, that was a different one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A different fo- a different person. But um, he, Mennonites are really big on acapella, four part mm. singing. And so oh, he's yeah. had people come to the, to the church's parking lot and park their cars every other space so they've got distancing. And then they get out of their cars and they do a hymn sing in the parking lot. Oh, wow. And then, you know, they idea. get to hear each other, wave at each other and, you know, do huh. something like that. Oh, that is a cool idea. You know, one idea that that I'm trying to play with, but it's I don't know the timing's going to work on it right, is um, a, a, a church over in Salem, Oregon. They went to something called... Uh, route.com that's it routeplanner.com or something like that and it's a it it looks at all the potential driving bike and walking routes in a particular area you, you just kind of oh. look at that area and then you can you know drag the mouse and draw a pathway yes and so what 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 um, this friend of mine did is he created a number of pathways where people would not be walking together but at a number of places, they would the paths would intersect, and there would be a small group of people who could spend a few moments together and then walk on. Ooh. And then he made the some path. Some paths were for, well, he all of the paths had to do with the different abilities of the the the, the people there. So okay. there were some with you know for different you know different abilities, you know perhaps those who needed uh, wheelchair access, uh, you know some others who you know, maybe even couldn't walk very far, but there was still some way for them to be at the crossroads. Mm, that's cool. And I thought, well, you know, what if we did that for Christmas, you know? I um, like that. Without oh. a candle, but like a flashlight walk or something. Yeah. Oof, just pass each other cool. by. So I don't know, it's something I'm playing with, but trying to find what we, it, that need to find ways to interact and to see each other. I know, right. So that, yeah, exactly. Ah. That's a good idea. What a creative idea. Good job, friend from uh, Iowa, Ohio, would you say? <laughs> yeah, where we grow those corny potatoes and whatever. <laughs> Potato corn. Potato corn. You're in Idaho. 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 I like that. <laughs> I anyway. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So, like Christmas. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about Christmas songs. So, so um, three categories I, I was okay. thinking of. Yes. And it's really hard to limit each category to just oh, one song. I but know. I thought of, you know, what's a silly song? Silly, what, I love. And, and the silly other thing that's always big is sentimental songs. There's sentimental songs at Christmas that are just, they're sweet and they're tearjerkers. Yes. Um, there's some that are sentimental that are just horrible. What is that? That there's one that's just I think it's pure evil. That red shoe one. The Christmas shoes or whatever. Christmas shoes. Yeah, that is just. Yeah. That is, 
and that is just horrible in so many ways. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and then of course there's the sacred tunes, yes. you know, that, that yes. um, though they come primarily from a Western uh, mm. musical tradition, they still are very transcendent, I think. Oh yeah, um, I agreed. Yeah. So okay. those three categories, silly, okay. sacred, and sentimental. And how about, I have an idea. Yeah. What if we ask our, uh, we, once we get this up, we make sure we ask our listeners to share with us their categories, silly, sacred. No doubt. Sentimental. Okay. Yeah, sacred, sentimental, and sacred, sentimental, and silly. Really? Okay. Yeah, you because know, I almost said sarcastic. Sarcastic would work too. I don't know. Yes, it would. Yeah, it would. Because my right. actually my choice for silly is sarcastic. So you know, mine is a little bit, but it's you know, it's also I, I really like it a lot just for silly. Yeah. It's not really yes. sarcastic. In fact, it's rather political. Oh. So we got oh. set up on screen share. I've got the screen share right now. Should I go first with yeah, one of mine you and then go, you go with one of yeah. yours? Yes, we'll go we'll back just and forth. Share the so. screen back and forth. All right. I love it. Okay. All right. What do you so, got? Favorite Is silly your... song. I'm getting nothing for Christmas. And oh, it's the Reliant K version that I like. Oh, love it. Love it. Uh, and I've, I've got it queued up halfway through. Okay. Uh, what I really like about it is Reliant K is awesome with harmonies. They're just, I think, brilliant, brilliant vocally. But this one carries a little bit of the oi punk uh, attitude. And you know they, they had kind of a pop punk element to them. Oh yeah. And and of out of punk music, oi punk is probably my favorite. And at the very end, there is a very significant political statement made in this song. Ooh, okay. Often missed by many. Okay. For Christmas, North Pole where Santa Claus lives, he's mad. Stop. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. In case anybody didn't catch that, Santa Claus is mad, and I'm getting nothing for Christmas because I've contributed to the greenhouse effect and building <laughs> the polar ice cap where Santa lives, and he's not happy about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a little upset. I just love that ending. That, I think that's one of the that's piece awesome. of, parts of it that I really, really like the most. Oh, that's good. Okay. So you want to, you want to, you want me to switch uh, screen share yeah. and you want to share your silly song? Yes. Okay. So I, uh, as we're getting set, mine, getting mine set up, you know, one, I want to make sure I mention that people might not think of as a Christmas song because it's not, <laughs> but I still love it around, <laughs> but I still love it around Christmas time. And that is um, <clears throat> the, uh, the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. <laughs> but here's my choice. Uh, it's the Father Christmas by the Kinks. And there we go. It, it has a little bit of sarcasm in it. I wish a I would have classic. it up a little bit.
I'm afraid Father Christmas I stood outside a department store A gang of kids came over and bugged me And knocked my reindeer to the floor I said, Father Christmas, give us some money Don't mess around with us in your toys We'll beat you up, don't hand it over We want your bread, so don't make us annoyed Give all the toys I like the little uh, give all the toys to the little rich little boys. Rich boys. <laughs> yep. So that was my choice. Silly song. That's that's a good one though. It's it, what I like. It. It's a silly song, but it has a you know a significant amount of political mm-hmm. chutzpah, kind of you know jamming something there. A little bite to it. Yep. Yeah. The poor. We don't want toys. We want some money. <laughs> we want some money. <laughs> One of yep. the things I always like about uh, the Kinks is they had they they maintained kind of a um, an image of street smarts. Yes, right. Um, good one. So good one. so now now moving to the next category. What are you going to pick? Which one? Uh, sentimental. Sentimental. Okay. <clears throat> now I I, did, I should have excerpted this one, but to me it, it I really like this song. Maybe okay. we'll just go through the chorus and then I'll fade it out. Okay. I made it through the year and I did not even collapse Gotta say thank God for that I'm torn between what keeps me whole and what tears me in half I'll fall apart or stay intact With tired eyes I stumble back to bed I need to realize My sorry life's not hanging by a thread At least not yet So look at me now It's finally Christmas And I'm home Heading towards To get out weather, and I don't know how, but the closest friends I've ever known are all inside, singing together, singing Merry Christmas, here's to many more. Oh yeah, I like that one. Another Reliant K one. Yeah, I just I, that one I've really always enjoyed simply because I I'm one of those people who tends toward the uh, blues during the season. Yeah. And anytime anybody yeah. wants to play a, a song that's in a, a minor key um, mm. <laughs> for a Christmas song, it's like okay, you got my ear already. You got but, me. I'm but out. I think this one is really um, appropriate for a pandemic year. Yeah. You know, it's I've made it through the year and I di- did not even collapse. It's like, okay, I've made it this far. Uh, there's something there to go ahead and celebrate. Right. I like that. That's good. Yeah. <clears throat> good choice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. So your choice? Uh, my choice. Okay. Let's uh, let me pull up screen share here. Share screen. Start now. Uh, audio, yes. 
Do you like my it's running yeah, color commentary? It. There you go. <laughs> All right. Mine is, so uh, I have a couple choices. I like A Change for Christmas uh, by the, um, the Flaming uh, Lips, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Love that one. I also like, I kind of like Where Are You Christmas by um, Faith Hill associated with the Grinch movie. I actually right. like that one. But this one, I, this one just chills me uh, for some reason. And I like to use it for Christmas Eve services because I like to talk about, I, I don't think it's by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And I know they didn't mean it necessarily as a, about uh, Christ or, you know, uh, longing or waiting for or hope in Christ. But I, I like to use it in, um, especially with the children, since it's children singing with this idea like, we have this truth. We know this truth, and uh, he told us, and we're holding on to it. We're we're right. so it's Christmas Canon by Trans Siberian Orchestra. is that one is one of those uh so to be honest i'm not a big trans-siberian orchestra fan right because sometimes it's so derivative and cliche but i do i i that one i really like and i really like the kids in the choir um Mm -hmm. i just love this yeah the idea of this dream we still have we're holding on to it and so you know you can see the connection to longing waiting and when the kids come in with that 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 chorus it's just really um i don't know it's kind of chills it's kind of cool i like it that's very good yeah Mm -hmm. and so so while you've got the screen what do you have for your sacred oh 
Yeah, okay, sacred, I turned it off. Sacred's really tough because there's a whole lot. And I'll tell you the truth. When I was thinking about it, my, my head was still stuck in, in Advent. Um, thinking of so many great Advent songs. Oh, your mic went off. <laughs> Sorry. Know. Okay. There. <laughs> yeah. I, hit a, I accidentally hit a thing. Okay. So hang on. I got, this is the one I want to share. So of course, my favorite to sing in person, as far as sacred songs goes, is Oh Holy Night. Like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. Like, yes. But my favorite, more sacred one performed by uh, somebody else is called um, <laughs> It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, but this particular version by um, Derek Webb. So good. Uh, so oh, Derek see. Webb, huh? Yeah. Let's see. You know Derek Webb? Yeah. He used to be part of Cademan's Call and then started um, yes. uh, Noise Trade, uh, worked with that. Yep. He went. He was one of those first to kind of go through that deconstructing faith thing yes. uh, publicly. Yeah. Okay. So I like their version of this. It's so good. I think, in fact, they probably packaged it as a Cademan's Call, but it, it's really all him. So. And it came upon the midnight clear That glorious song of old And from angels bending near the ear To touch their hearts of gold A peace on the earth, goodwill to man From heaven's all-gracious King The world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing Hidden here beneath life's crashing load Whose forms are bending low And who toil along the climbing way With painful steps and slow Look now for glad and golden hours Come swiftly on the wing And I'll rest beside the weary road And hear the angels sing Sorry I love the calypso. It's got a calypso thing going there. Yeah, it's cool. I love that. It's like I, I like that. that. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's very cool uh, to play. They probably won't come across very well through our deal here, but when you play it in a, a room, there's uh, the bass in it is so good. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's because mm. you don't quite hear it picking up in there. You mostly hear the guitar and his voice, but there's when you play it live, there's just this very uh, powerful bass too in it. So, you know, I, as I was, as I was thinking about a sacred song, I, like I started thinking about Advent because that's where we are right now. And mm. I didn't jump over into Christmas, but, you know, I just thought of, you know, one song, I'm going to actually play two. I'm going to play an Advent song that I was thinking Great. of all day as I was thinking about this, but I think, you know, to get more of a post, you know, Advent into the Christmas season, I was going to play Silent Night. Oh. Um, <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Oh, it's lovely. Um, wow. <laughs> make sure to go to Action Aid Sweden and um, go check out their work for uh, a lot of great community development stuff around the world. But they've got a uh, goat edition um, album for Christmas songs. Anyway. But here's the song I was thinking of for, um, for the, um, the sacred song. And I'll go ahead and just click that in here right now. But comfort, O oh my people, seek of peace, now says our God. Comfort those who sit in darkness, mourning beneath their sorrows, Lord. Speak unto Jerusalem of the peace that waits for them. Tell of all the sins I The simplicity of uh, the nice. acapella singing. That's that's the Conrad Grebel. Uh, it's a Mennonite college, Conrad Grebel Choir uh, up in Waterloo or Ontario Oof. area. So oh, man, uh, it was, I love those. So, Comfort, hey, we Comfort need to wrap up because you've got to go yes. run. I got a meeting. Um, so, OK, to a meeting, a, meet, a Zoom meeting. Yes, another one. <laughs> well, couldn't we just link them into the podcast and we could just do both things at once? Heck, yeah. Multitask. Yeah. I like All it. Right. All right, so we'll see each other next week. Yeah, who's our guest? We got any preview heads up, anything like that? What's going you on? No, I'm talking with a guest, and uh, maybe we'll have a professor of Greek who's also a, a professor of psychology. Okay. Who oh. also does Ooh. retreats. Wait, she's not a professor of Greek. She actually has her master's in Greek, <laughs> she has her PhD in psychology and teaches at Fuller Seminary and provides uh, resources for clergy, mental health oh for clergy. Goodness. So oh, please. we may have uh, her on. Okay. We'll see if I we can get so. the scheduling put in. Okay. Uh, oh, that'd be fantastic. Clergy need, need a little help this time of year. Yes. You need to remind her we're allergic to big words though here. So she's bringing in all those papers. And here's the other thing that, that's really cool. She's got, she, she raises chickens. Ah, how sweet. And when, well, you, I, when, remind... when, when you think of Pasadena, California, you think chickens, don't you? That's right. Uh, Pasadena chicken. Do I hear a recipe for seduction? Ooh. <laughs> the secret's out, chicken man. The secret's out. <laughs> All right. Well, you go have a good meeting. Thank you, sir. We'll All see right. you. Good talking with you. Good one. Good one. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Thanks for joining Cody Stauffer and me, Craig Morton, for this podcast. We simply try to record and upload without much editing. What you get is live conversation with all its ignorance and insight, wisdom and foolishness, sometimes more of one than the other, and occasionally profound things will be said, but entirely by accident. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so leave a comment. And look for upcoming Facebook Live podcasts where you can interact with our guests. Also, we can be found on Twitter as at All That's Holy. Our intro and outro music is by At The Speed Of Darkness. Support At The Speed Of Darkness on Bandcamp and buy his music there, as well as follow him on Instagram at At The Speed Of Darkness. 